This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. BECK is our number if you'd like to get in touch with us uh, anytime during the course of the uh, broadcast show, the show that's being broadcast uh, as we speak. You can call it, and then uh, we put you on the air, and we talk to you, and you can say things, and we'll say things back to you. It's an amazing process. I'm glad you described that. You don't have to be in the room in order to make that happen. You can actually be in your location Hmm. and still talk to us. In fact, we prefer it. (laughs) It's a little uh, non-neighborly. That's a good point, but we would still prefer it. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Suspected gunmen in Paris, uh, in the Paris shooting, spotted in northern France. Seven have been arrested in the investigation. Of course, one uh, one guy turned himself in, 18 years old. It's mind-boggling that at 18, you can have the kind of hate uh, that leads you to uh, slaughter 12 innocent people for uh, writing a cartoon. Yeah. I mean, I I guess in some ways, though, at that Mm. age, you're so... You're susceptible to idiocy. Yeah, uh, you know, true. Uh, uh, you know. What, I think it was. I think it was Jonah Goldberg who once said that one of the leading causes of stupidity is youth. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I agree with him I on kinda, that. Kind of, you know, it's true. We all were believed <clears throat> things that were totally different and without the experience of life. And that doesn't mean you're always an idiot at 18. But it just if you're going to convince someone to go try to kill a bunch of people or blow mm-hmm. themselves up, it usually is young males. It does mean, however, that you should not vote until the age of 35. No, yes, That sorry. should be That's... America's voting age, 35 years old. 35. And then you may start voting because then you've experienced some life and you understand it. When you're 18, you think you've got everything down. you got nothing. You got nothing. Which is why you You're see dumb things as a box like of rocks. Rock the Vote and, and, and the targeting Jeez. of youth, youth votes mm-hmm. uh, for the, largely the Democrat Party. Because you get people who you maybe don't know if these policies are right or wrong because they haven't really experienced life yet. So you kind of jump in and you maybe make some mistakes early on in life. Yeah. Lots of people go from liberal to conservative uh, mm-hmm. as they get older. And, you know, so better catch them young. In the meantime, though, two sp- suspects, uh, brothers Saeed and Sharif Kouachi, are at large. They're considered armed and dangerous. No kidding. The uh, two were reportedly spotted uh, Thursday morning this morning in northern France. Uh, French special forces are pursuing them. The brothers reportedly robbed a gas station where they were spotted. So they're still out committing crimes. And uh, these guys are uh, apparently fairly committed to not following the law. Can you believe it? Um, police, minute, but there's strong gun control laws in France. That's the thing. How very how? strong. They and seem yet, like okay. We all understand they're murderers, but they also seem like they didn't even care about the gun restrictions. 
It does seem that way, doesn't it? How could you have predicted that? That's impossible I, you can't, to predict. You, you can't, can't predict plan that. for something like you that. You just can't. No. But police arrested seven people overnight, um, and those arrested reportedly include people who knew the Kawachi brothers. So even if you know these people, you're being arrested in France. <laughs> It's a little harsh, right? Well, it doesn't mean that they were arrested because they know them. <laughs> there may have been ties. Right there. And those arrested reportedly include people yeah. who knew them. Right. It doesn't mean that but they would have been involved in the crimes, True. I assume. That's, it wasn't well, just the knowledge of them. I don't know. It doesn't say they were involved in the crimes. It said they knew these guys. So it's I a, hope you don't know them because uh, the French police are on their way if you uh, knew them. It's tough. It's, it, the safest thing uh, in one of these investigations is to just not know the person. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It is. It's the only real defense. It really is. Jeffy? Always deny you don't know the people. Always. Wait, always deny that you don't know them? So That's say right. that no, you do I know do them? do not deny I don't know them. So always deny mm-hmm. that you know them, not always deny oh, yes. that you do not Sorry. know them. Okay. I'm just trying Good safety to tip. clarify. I got you. No problem. All right. Because I don't, we don't deny, live. Deny, deny, deny. We'll just leave it at that. Deny till you die. Is that? Uh, well, I like is that. that your stance? I like that. It's kind of interesting that these guys have been known to French authorities too for a while, uh-huh. for like a decade. It's never. That's never a surprise, though, is no. it? I mean, they always. These guys, typically, just like everybody else, are post, is posting mm-hmm. stupid things online. They're indicating their intent, and again, you can't arrest people on intent. Uh, otherwise, you oh, run into minority report territory, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, you know, obviously, sometimes you if it's if their intent is clear enough, you can. I suppose if somebody is threatening to kill yeah. the president, yes. or you know, in France's case, the prime minister, I suppose you could. Um, but when they're threatening to kill cartoon makers, I don't know that there's much you well, can do. Threatening to kill people, you can act on, right? I mean, there's terrorist. It, it's a terroristic threat. At yeah. least here, you can. I guess do that. So. In France, I mean, they don't even arm their police officers, so I don't know what you can do in France. Police are not armed in France. At least these guys. I mean, and, and one of them, suppose apparently, mm. is Muslim. Forty-two-year-old uh, Muslim uh, police officer. The guy who was murdered oh. in the street was a. I mean, if that doesn't mm. show you moderate Muslims, it's time to speak out. I don't know what uh, these. This is. They don't care if you're Muslim or not. They're going yeah. to kill everybody that doesn't agree with them, including a guy who is there trying to defend free speech in France. Yeah, I and mean, he's defending the law. He probably didn't agree with the with the cartoons that they uh, drew, but he was there anyway, supporting free speech. So I mean, yeah, it's a pretty heroic thing to do. Yeah, uh, the brothers, uh, well known. They're both French nationals of Algerian descent. They come from secular backgrounds. Secular backgrounds. But they're murdering people because the prophet Muhammad is portrayed in a, uh, in a cartoon? That doesn't sound secular to me. Yeah, and plus, I mean, background, what does that mean? I mean, they were raised in a secular background and decided to convert? I mean, I, I'm yeah. not sure. That's bizarre. Uh, they were raised apparently in foster care in western France, trained to be a fitness instructor, one of them was. Um, uh, Sharif reportedly worked delivering pizzas and as a shop assistant and fishmonger while he lived in France. These are fishmonger is a job. It is a job. What is what does a fishmonger do? A fishmonger sells fish and mongers them. He mongers them. Like fish. A, a hate monger mongers deals hate. Yeah. A fishmonger mongers fish. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so we're you know TV mongers. <laughs> we are. Okay. We're news mongers. We're mongering the news right now. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's, and it does say that they uh, they he li- he let's see um, he moved to Paris where he lived with his brother and a convert to Islam. So I don't know if that means he only lived with someone who was Islamic and got so you know what we agree with you so much we're gonna go murder people, or if they also converted to Islam. 
Although, you know, that does seem to be the indication here. Uh, so, yeah, then they, then they were apparently radicalized listening to a uh, uh, mosque preacher, uh, Farid Benyetu. Who would have known? Uh, he was known as a spiritual leader of a terror cell, a group that helped funnel fighters into Iraq during the American invasion. Terror cell's recruits were reportedly going to fight alongside Abu Masab al-Zarqawi. Uh, Sharif has taken the name of Abu Hassan, and it was linked to the cell in 2005. So they've, again, they've known about these guys. I, I guess they haven't done anything for which they could be arrested. So what do you do? You just watch them. You can't watch them every minute of every day. You just don't have the resources to do that to everybody you suspect might be a terrorist. Yep. And it's easy it, to it's look back tough, afterwards. It's a tough, situation. Yeah. You'd like to be able to round them up before anything happens. But again, you know, uh, I was watching Minority Report the other day, and my 17-year-old son came in, and he's like, what's this? I said, oh, you haven't seen Minority Report? you got to watch this. And so he, at first, said, oh, that's really cool. They're catching people before they actually commit the murder. So you don't have any murder. Like, yes, but keep watching. And, you know, by the end of the movie, of course, he realized what the deal was. You, you can't, you, you don't know what's in people's heart. You can't say that they're destined to murder somebody. Anything can happen, and, uh, you know, you might turn away from that action. And besides, who knows that the people in the milk bath are accurate every time? Yeah, Who says? I believe this also happened in the uh, documentary starring Angelina Jolie, Wanted. I think it's called Wanted. Have not seen that documentary. And and she, it's the same type of thing. They have like a, some bizarre device that tells you everybody that needs to be assassinated. And they had these expert assassins that would go and assassinate. Was she people. one of the assassins? She was the one of the hot assassins. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and and she's it, often a killer of people. Yes, and she's also hot most in of the her, time in her movies. Most uh, of the time. Yeah. Uh, so it's but and this is the thing. If you let's just take Minority Report's a great example though. Here is something that if you are a collectivist, you don't look at Minority Report as a negative at all. Right. That's a positive outcome. What you look mm -hmm. at there is, sure, yes, this one guy, somebody, sure, somebody in the government decided they wanted to kill this one guy and decided to do it. And it was a wrong use of our little policy that we set up. But look at the grant. Seven million people are insured. And sure, some people are going to die and some people's health care is going to be worse. Sure. But look more than seven million new people that's of course the greater good that is progressivism and that's i mean progressivism even in a horror movie or a sci-fi movie that's designed to make you fear these policies progressives would still approve them yeah because you don't care about individual rights exactly right exactly right triple eight seven two seven beck uh eight 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 seven two seven b-e-c-k uh, also, cartoonists who didn't hold back in reacting to the uh, terror in France. Apparently, they... Uh... This is pretty cool. I mean, they, we have these pictures, and they're pretty amazing. They uh, just said, screw it. We're going for it. I don't care. Uh, you know, you have... Uh, and it's a lot of this sort of protest stuff. If you see this one here, uh, this is, uh, you know, pencil... Je suis Charlie. Uh, we, I am Charlie. Yeah, someone tweeted, uh, and this is not one of the ones we have here, but it said... Yeah, if it's time, if it's true that the pen is mightier than the sword, it's time to prove it. And uh, a lot of these cartoonists uh, took that on, as you see here. Here's this is a great one. He drew first. Yeah. Guy shoots him with an AK-47. Okay. Yeah. That's that's good. That's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. That's uh, that's really good. Terrible day for all cartoonists. Just sweet Charlie. That's uh, 
Charlie Brown sitting there. All right. I mean. Then we have this uh, blood splattered freedom. Uh, and finally, the twin towers of pencils yeah. about to be run into by a plane. Uh, interesting. Those are creative. Yeah. Those are nicely done. I mean, it, it's it's. I mean. This is what happens with the journalists. It happens with the cartoonists. It happens with everybody. When someone of your own, even Charlie Rangel, we saw this yesterday. When someone of your own that looks like you um, mm -hmm. gets uh, taken down, mm -hmm. it hits you in a different way. And, and, and like we've been talking about Islamic extremism and being mocked for it for a really long time. Mm. Well, you know, when you see the results of it, uh, it hits you in a different way. And I'm glad these guys are standing up and saying, you know what, we're going to show these cartoons. We're going to respond using the art form that we know how to, you know, use, and and they, I think they've done a, a good job with that. I, most people are standing by. Comedians have been really good. I wish they would see this more often. I, I feel I like too. they don't see the thwarting of speech when it in doesn't this country, agree they don't with see them yeah. very often, and that, that almost I don't like. not at yeah, all. I don't like that. The John Stewarts and the uh, Conan O'Briens of the world, who are right now saying, "Oh, it's comedy. You can't." You should be able to say whatever you want. Really? You believe that? Uh, because they don't seem to when a conservative is under fire for saying something in a joking fashion. Yeah, when they say they, they determine something is hateful. And again, I don't yeah. know, maybe Conan O'Brien, he, he had a great statement today. And maybe Conan, I mean, he's not a particularly political guy. So, um, you know, maybe, but like, you know, there's, uh, there are a lot of comedians that do this all the time. You know, comedians on the left that are constantly criticizing, calling every talk radio host hateful for every mm -hmm. joke they make. I mean, you should see that from both sides. It's not, look, no one got murdered, uh, luckily, um, you know, when it comes to conservative speech. But it's, it, it's, it's a frustrating thing. People lose their livelihood all the time for making jokes or things that they, you know, comments that they believe in. Free speech should extend all of it. And you'll see that here. How many times have we taken positions opposing other conservative organizations who are criticizing some li liberals, uh, you know, awful comment? We're, mm -hmm. we, we're very consistent with that, at least as, you know, every time I detect it, I am 100% there. I know you are, and Glenn is as well. Jeffy is, a, you know, he's basically a criminal, so I, I can't mm -hmm. answer for what he does. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Wouldn't want to. No, I would, I would not want to. to. Although, I'm sure there will be a lawsuit where we'll be testifying about it at some point. Well, I mean, you do know me. We do know That's you. a good we point. We will be arrested very soon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point. 888-727-BECK. More patents to it coming up. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K USA Today. Uh, we got a tweet first, I guess. Uh, we are awesome on a 65-inch TV. Uh, that is actually not true. Uh, wow. We, don't do that. We have Jeffy uh, mm -hmm. that will occasionally be shown, even though we've tried to stop that. Hmm. And when he is shown, you want this on 65-inch TV? You want this? <laughs> I don't want that on a 2-inch screen. <laughs> no. So... Uh, USA Today has avoided the uh, Charlie Hebdo Mohammed cartoons, but they're allowing a Muslim cleric to write an op-ed. Anjum, Anjum Chowdhury? Yeah. Can't stand this guy. Uh, he is a piece of crap. Seriously, not, uh, not a reasonable human being. 
but they printed his uh, his dog crap about the consequences of you know uh, violating Muslim sensibilities. I like I like the way it starts. Contrary to popular misconception, Islam does not mean peace. I don't know if that's a popular misconception. Yeah, well. It's only because Muslim apologists say it all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, look, there are a lot of peaceful Muslims. We agree with that. But I, yeah. I don't know that that is the, the yeah, everyone just thinks it means peace. And you no. know what? It doesn't. I don't mm -mm. know if that's how people would say Well, he has say. often said it doesn't. He has often said uh, Islam is not a religion of peace. He's a Muslim cleric. What am I supposed to do? Uh, think he's a liar? He has said Islam he, is not a, a religion of peace. Yeah, I believe he said exactly those wow. words. Uh, we'll have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure I used to have in the machine. I've probably deleted it since because it was, you know, shortly after 9/11 uh, um, attacks and and the war on terror and all of that stuff was going on in, and it was in the news every day where he he made those comments because he's a terrorist apologist. Yeah, and we'll show you him he, talking about this here coming up with with Hannity. It, he thinks it's okay. I mean, he he agrees with the people who are killing uh, innocents. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah I how think does he, he have does. a role in our I don't society? Know. I don't know. I mean, look, you can, you agree with murder. We don't usually put these people on TV. We don't usually put these people in. We don't give them op-eds in USA Today. No. Nope. Here's yeah, but uh, to continue what you mentioned, he said, Con contrary to popular misconception, Islam does not mean peace, but rather means submission to the commands of Allah alone. Therefore, Muslims do not believe in the concept of freedom of expression as their speech and actions are determined by divine revelation and not based on people's desires. What he's saying there is, I don't care about you, you assuming you have a right to say anything about the prophet. You don't, so I have the right to kill you because you didn't, you didn't agree with me on that assumption. So he agrees with the people who go out and murder cartoonists. Well, yeah, and there's, no, there's not the typical disclaimer in here, at least that I'm yep. seeing, of like, look, of course, we all vi vi you know, viciously oppose oh, he, uh, no. murder. No, this guy is super radical. And uh, Hannity's had him on quite a bit. Hannity, for some reason, likes to get on, on and, and argue with this guy. And do we have any of what yeah, happened? We, we do, yeah. We do have that? Well, can we go to that now? Uh, yeah, let's, uh, we might as well watch that, because uh, I think Hannity called him evil. And, and Chattery said you should look in the mirror. Here's a quick peek. So what you're basically saying is freedom of expression does not extend to insulting uh, the prophets of Allah, whatever your views on what happened in Paris. So you're saying you do not believe in freedom of speech. You don't believe in freedom of religion. You don't believe in freedom of expression. Right. You believe in Islamic fascism, that people must abide by your laws. Actually, as a Muslim, we believe that sovereignty and supremacy belongs to God. And therefore, we believe in submitting to the commands of God. But you're we demanding don't you, but you're not, No, you're demanding but, everybody else submit to what you believe. No, and it no, should be illegal. Say, to, what we well, say is that um, Islam does not mean peace, Sean. It means submission, submission to the commands so you, okay, of God. So you want if you want to live peacefully submission. with me, then we can live peacefully together. We I, can live peacefully well, together. But if, when you if, if we submit land, to your will and, you and we're your slave, then as you always say, I admit that's not peace. So you want Islam? You know, when you start to murder Muslims, obviously they will react one day. 
Yeah, so you basically want Islamo-fascism. You want to control everybody. Everybody no, must we agree Sharia, with you. We want you don't, Islam. No, no. Anjum Chowdhury, uh, I still think you're an evil SOB. But I really <laughs> wanted to, I really want people to hear you. Because I think you I don't need to look in people, the mirror, uh, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't think, you think I'm evil. I think you're evil. I don't want to impose yeah. my will and my values, and I don't want to kill people that I well, disagree you, you with. Already, and I don't support what happened. No, I haven't to, killed you anybody. You want to to me. But I will say this. This you is, want to this is me, a wake-up call. Uh, you don't want to listen. You don't want to listen no, to I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to practice your religion, and uh, I don't agree with your views on religion. Wow. Okay, I didn't know Hannity had murdered a bunch of people, and that's, that does change my opinion of him. I, I, <laughs> I thought he was a pretty good host and liked the guy, and then all of a sudden we find out he has also murdered 12 people at a, at a cartoon uh, yeah. newspaper, <laughs> which does change my opinion, I will say. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no equivocation there. And no. when, he, when you can't come bring yourself to say, as most Muslim leaders, even bad Muslim leaders will, you look. Not this yes, guy. Yes, of course we don't want violence, but you have to submit to. I mean, at least they'll they'll give you that. This guy won't even say that. No. And, and one of the, the the most important moment in that entire clip you just watched was at the very bottom when it said, "What's his uh, Chowdhury, uh, Anjum Chowdhury, or whatever, former leader of Islam in the UK." This is not just some guy. <laughs> right. This is a guy who led the. Mm -hmm. Was you know again like, you're talking about a guy who is one a pre a, a prominent member of the faith in the UK, that is a big deal. I yeah. mean, I, you know, this, it is. this guy is, if this guy is what Islam is, you know, I mean, you know, people are going to reject it, of course. And this is why people have the impression they do about Islam. And, and then we get excoriated for it. Look, we're just, we're only listening to a Muslim cleric who was the leader of Muslims in, in Great Britain. I, you know, what am I supposed to do? I don't know the religion like he does, and he says it's not a religion of peace. So why should I listen to the liberals and the progressives in this country who say it is? Let me ask you an honest question here that I don't know the answer to. Islam is a religion. Mm -hmm. It is a, take it at, it's, you know, however you want to look at it, but it's a, a religion of strict rules. That limits your activity, uh, limits your uh, you know freedom. Uh, makes you know women can't go in certain areas. They can't do certain things that men do. Uh, we know a lot of these things. Some mm -hmm. of it's practiced in different ways. There are some that are really strict. That everyone says, okay, we don't want people executing homosexuals. Uh, but uh, there are other places where it's it's less strict. But it's still a religion. It still can, you know attempts to control your behavior. It still makes you avoid things like sex and violence and drugs, just like other religions. If it's practiced the way a lot of people would practice it in America, that's how you would view it. Why the hell do liberals and progressives support it so much? This is something mm. they should hate, regardless of the violence. If it was just mm -hmm. an innocuous, perfect religion of peace, they should hate it. They oppose Christianity all the time on, those, on that basis. Mm -hmm. why, oh, why do we constantly see progressives in this country making excuse after excuse, never for Jews, never for Christians, never for Hindus, never for anything else other than Muslims? Is it just because, like, they see them as this uh, persecuted minority and they just jumped in defense of every minority, wh whether they have a good case or not? What is the reason behind that? It makes no sense. This should be something that should be completely uniting between the left and the right. We, as, as, as conservatives, 
do not believe in violence. Supposedly, the left also does not believe in violence. Uh, we don't believe in, uh, you know, the the caricature caricature of Christians is they just don't they don't want like any other faiths to succeed. So whatever, okay, you understand why uh, is extremism on the Muslim side would be opposed by conservatives, but shouldn't it? It would obviously should be opposed by liberals. They should hate it more because they wouldn't even like it if it was if it was the most pure religion ever. If it had no one in the religion that did anything bad and just followed wonderful tenets of peace, they'd still hate it. Mm -hmm. So why are they constantly apologizing for it? It's a great question. I I don't know the answer to it. I really don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. I mean, I I mean, there's certain people who are tied into different groups. I mean, I guess you could say that the vision of government is totalitarian. Uh, It's certainly a big government philosophy of religion. Uh, You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Is it just because you know they like to you know the same thing that you do with uh, you know you see conservatives came out hard in the in the war on terror and they had to be on the other side because of politics. So they just are naturally aligned. Maybe it's that. It's just inexplicable. They're constantly opposing and mocking everybody's faith except for Muslims. Yeah. And why? No tenet of our faith ever says, I mean, sure, do we proselytize? Yes. Mm -hmm. Most of us do in, in whatever denomination. But if you don't join, we don't impose a tax or kill you. Uh, I, you know, that seems to be another unique difference there for Christians and, and, uh, and Jews and every other sect, uh, there than Islam because Islam apparently does do that and, and ruled by the sword all through their early history and seemingly is continuing to do the same thing now. Yeah. And there's no more hateful group on earth than Islamic extremists. Right. There's no, none of them. The KKK probably doesn't match up to Islamic extremists. I can't remember the last time there's been a KKK murder. It's been a while. They did occur, but it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Still dozens, hundreds, hundreds of attacks every year go by. And we have the most progressive people in this country constantly talking about how they're being persecuted. Yeah. It's so bizarre. It was it CNN so that just issued, issued the, the headline warning today? Yeah, it was. Uh, um, uh, attacks may lead to Islamophobia. I mean, come on. What? Come on. The, these people in France aren't even buried yet, and they're already blaming us and saying that we are, are the problem. Amazing. 888-727-BECK. It's, uh, it's amazing. If, if fearing a group that has attacked is not, a, it's not some wild phobia. It's like if you're constantly right. being attacked right. by spiders, it's arachnophobia is somewhat sensible. <laughs> you should fear Islamic extremism. You should take it seriously. So here's an explanation from Bill. He says, Pat and Stu, the liberals like Islam because they both hate Christians and they both like control of the masses. They both have elites. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, maybe. Good as an explanation as I can come up with. with. Yeah, that's good. That's a good. I mean, there are, I guess, in that area, but it seems like there's just so overwhelmingly they should disagree. Yeah, they should. They should. But we they t- obviously don't. This is not lost in conservatives, by the way. I'm not making it some new revelation. Although, I, you know, like, you know, because we complain and uh, war on women. Uh, how about uh, Iran? Uh, how about Saudi Arabia? 
How about all these, you know, you're constantly saying, well, these is a peace-loving people. They, there are entire countries where women can't go out of their houses without men. What are you talking about? This is not, this is not a, you know, it's not Al-Qaeda. It's not ISIS doing this. Entire nations have laws based on these things. It's illegal to be gay. How can, this, how can these organizations be aligned? It is very strange. It is very strange. And maybe, you know, like maybe it is just that. I mean, I think they do like the authoritative nature of, gov- of the governments. I mean, I think they, they would love to have that sort of power. Of course, they would use it in a totally different way, but they would love to have that sort of power. I think they do oppose Christianity, and they do oppose largely any Christian groups that are outspoken. They both do that. But it is really weird. It's so weird. I, every time I get it, like you see these groups, you know, uh, was it uh, Sally Cohn? who was a, F- a Fox News person, coming on and saying, hey, uh, you know what? Uh, Christian uh, extremists are really bad, too. Just like when Christian extremists and Jewish extremists are killing people, we oppose uh, Islamic extremists. It's like, how are you making excuses for these people? There's, there's no equivocation. Did there. she say when these uh, Jewish extremists oh, and Christian extremists are? Oh, she had a huge list of them. It, well, there, I mean, there was none. She didn't list any. But oh. if, if she, you So know, she just brought up that Christians and Jews yeah, are killing I, I people. I can give you the exact quote if you want to give me a I, second. Yeah, I want to I wanna hear that because that I, I, argument, I, I'm getting so sick and tired of people trying to jam Christians and Jews into what extremist Muslims are doing. I... I can't take it. Our fancy uh, department uh, here at the control room has it for us. Christian or Jews killing in name of religion are extremists, but Muslims killing in name of religion? All Muslims. Come on! Well, no. Nobody's ever said it's all Muslims. What are you talking about? And first of all, what Christians and Jews are killing in the name of religion? I mean, obviously there are Where some is that examples happening? over history. Most of them, by the way, place in about the ninth century. Uh, but uh, yeah, yes, of course there are examples, and we talked if about. If you're it going back to the Crusades, shut up. No, but I mean, I, think, I assume they're talking. Shut about, up. Obviously, there have been. You know, I'm sure there are attacks in Israel that happen sometimes. There are attacks. We talked about a couple yesterday with, with you know, abortion clinic, clinic bombings and such. Where? But it's so much more rare. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so much more rare. It's not even close. Uh, and no, by the way, even her premise isn't ridiculous. No one says they don't say extremists. They we always say Muslim extremists when we're talking. We never about say all Muslims, and we never. never say all Muslims because it's not true. If it were true, the world would be a much worse place than it is. As much as you know, you could sit here right. and talk about is- Islamic extremists, and then you got to take them seriously. But if a billion and a half Muslims were actually dedicated to killing innocent people, this one would be a hell of a lot worse. It would be a lot worse than it is. It's not all Muslims. It's definitely not all Muslims. It's a higher percentage than the media talks about, which is unfortunate. But it is not all Muslims. And, of course, we say that all the freaking time. I mean, I've, God only knows why Fox News puts this woman on. I, I will never understand it. Where She's did she terrible. come from? I, I, I feel like it was one of... Uh, she like a columnist or something? I think she, went for, she was like a think tanky person. It, or it, a political uh, you know, consultant They seem to have some love affair with putting New York Times columnists on for some reason. I, I don't know why. It looks like she's over to CNN now, by the way. So maybe uh, Fox News uh, decided. Oh. I, think she, I feel like she came from a Soros organization of some sort. One of one of his uh, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Fancy you know organizations, which he has hundreds of. It, it, it goes back to the Rosie O'Donnell thing when she made the comment. Oh, extreme Christians are just as bad as extreme Muslims. 
Um, no. I, I, I mean, show them to me. I, when I think extreme Christians, I think of uh, I think of Westboro Baptist Church. They do extreme things. They're hateful. Uh, they're they're they say terrible, things. nasty people. They say that God hates certain sects of people. I mean, they're abhorrent, but they're not killing people. No, they're not killing anyone. I, I dislike them to about the billionth degree, but I, they're not killing anybody. You can't equate it. You just can't. Are you talking about the Sally Cohn that is uh, described as the liberal political commentator, community organizer, and founder and chief executive officer of the Movement Vision Lab, a grassroots think tank? Yeah, and here, looking Jeez. at more here, the, uh, <laughs> she was senior campaign strategist for Center for Community Change, executive dis, uh, director of the Third Wave Foundation. She was uh, held a program fellowship at the Ford I was in Foundation. the Second Wave Foundation. You were? Yeah. Well, it was I a didn't good make sequel. The, the third, third one wasn't as good. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Ford Foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've talked about them many times. Uh, Urban Justice Center, all the sort Why of Why would Fox groups. have her on? Why? That's uh, bizarre. I mean, me. you know, like they obviously present uh, fair and, you know, they say they're fair and balanced and they have this, uh, mm -hmm. they do have a lot of, you know, liberals on. And I, I, you know, look, I don't. Too many for my I liking. like a lot of Fox's programming. I have no, no use in hearing from a person like that. And no. now, now she's over at CNN. Just and because can you can go to, if you want that, you go to MSNBC. Yeah, it's right? there. It's available. It, it doesn't seem reasonable to me, but. Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. It's somewhat of a related story, this AP thing, where they, they decided they will not publish the Mohammed cartoons. But they sold through their, uh, through the online news site, the Piss Christ display. Mm -hmm. I, that seems like a, okay. a little bit of an inconsistency like, uh, to me. Okay. Is that too far? Did I... <laughs> Speak out of turn there. You went a little far there. Okay. A little far. Yeah, it's a little bit inconsistent. That's too much. Yeah, New York right? Times did the same thing. They're not going to do it. Just amazing. Um, uh, they won't. They won't print these cartoons. Uh, and the a the AP told the Daily Beast it's been our policy for years that we refrain from moving deliberately provocative images. Really? Uh, yeah. They sold the immersed. You know, the crucifix in, in immersed in urine. And it could be purchased online through the AP. <laughs> Come on. How do they get away with this stuff? Um, BuzzFeed did a, has a really good a collection of these types of stories up right now from uh, Rosie Gray, who wrote it. Um, and it's, it has a picture of uh, the Telegraph in the U.K., Mm -hmm. blurred out the depiction of Muhammad on the cover when they showed someone reading the magazine. I kind of talked about that on radio. Yeah. Uh, the Telegraph mm -hmm. used a tightly cropped image of the uh, director of the newspaper where it was like they showed him, he's, look, he's got the newspaper, he's holding it like this, and they just show it here, so you just see the title, but you don't see the actual mm -hmm. um, uh, drawing. Uh, same thing from uh, New York Daily News blurred out the picture. When they when he showed and that's it. just the one with the wheelchair, right? Mohammed in the wheelchair. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a cover photo. This one it's hard to see because it's blurred out, but it doesn't appear to be the. It now, might not be the wheelchair one. The I can't really tell. awful images. Yeah. I can I can I can understand blurring those out. because yep. they're just really offensive. Um, you don't want your kids. We should them. maybe we could bring this back on the other side because there's another one where the, the exact cover that you're talking about. It's it's a Jewish guy, it's a rabbi wheeling mm -hmm. um, Mohammed in a uh, wheelchair. They've just blurred out the Mohammed side and kept the Jewish side clear. Unbelievable, and again, that that is uh, who's uh, this yeah. is same same uh, publication. 
Um, and then you have, uh, uh, let's see, same, yep, another tightly cropped. They have a ton of photos here of people doing this. And it's like, well, this is the same issue. It's like, do you care? Like, you know, we've, you know, it's, it's kind of, it just rolls off the tongue a little bit. The Prophet Muhammad, you say that all the time. Like, you know, that's how you, you mention it. Because you kind of know what you're talking about. There's a lot of Muhammads in the world, apparently. That's kind of a common name at this point globally. I don't know if you've heard that. Mm. Um, but like you say, the Prophet Muhammad in media says it all the time. It's like, well, the Prophet, as if he's the Prophet, he's the guy. It's like, have they said, you know, the, the one and only son of, uh, of uh, the Lord God? Uh, Jesus Christ is uh, is being portrayed in the media poorly. Like, they would never say that. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. And they would show the picture without uh, any restraint. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they don't care about offending religions. As with the crucifix and urine. Yeah. Highly, highly sacrilegious and offensive to Christians. And they, they publish that all the time. The media largely looks at it as their primary profession to anger religious people. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, yet again, the same observation, this one religion with this one thing, they, they just will not, not cross that line. Nope. No, no. They have a real problem with showing a cartoon. Now, look, there's some people, there's a Jewish newspaper they highlight here. Uh, and one of the writers, um, he says, get real, folks. A Jewish newspaper like mine that published such cartoons would be at the front of the queue for Islamists to murder. It's easy to attack papers for not showing cartoons, but here's my editor's dilemma. Every principle I hold tells me to print them. What right do I have to risk the lives of my staff to make a point? And, like, look, I can see how that would affect you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's a legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. It's a legitimate thing to fear. However, if you're going to say it, say that. Yeah. It's a f- well, look, we're scared out of our minds, and uh, we don't want to get killed, so we're not going to do it. Okay? But that should also mm-hmm. flavor the coverage. It should also say... Well, we take this so seriously, we won't print a cartoon. That's how real it is. How can you also be printing stories about how this isn't that real a threat? And how is this going to start Islamophobia and blah, 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 when you're not printing the cartoons? And don't even call these people Muslim, because they're as Muslim as I am, like Howard Dean said the other day. Yeah, I mean, isn't Islamophobia, isn't someone who's not printing the Muhammad cartoons absolutely Islamophobic? You are scared that... Islamic people are going to come and kill you because you printed a freaking cartoon. You are afraid. It seems like the people that are accused of being Islamophobic are the ones printing the freaking cartoons. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I, I like those moments. Triple A seven two seven. Those makes me laugh. Just like you know what? Enough yes. said. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. What you said. Yes. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Now there's another really serious uh, issue on the horizon, and it's coming up really fast. And we've talked about this probably for four or five, maybe five years. Uh, it's the net neutrality th- situation, and uh, it's coming at us like a like a train track, uh, like a train down a track, because the FCC chairman had just spoken out about this, and he really confirmed that he sides with Obama on net neutrality 
So he's going to put together, um, I think, testimony and some sort of hearing, and they're going to discuss it starting on February 4th. And then they're going to have the vote as to whether or not to uh, go ahead with net neutrality uh, February 27th. Mm -hmm. So this is going to change if it happens, and it looks like it's going to if he has his way. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the Internet as we know it. And I don't understand how anybody has been duped into thinking this is even necessary. How do you, uh, how in the hell can the Internet get any freer than it already is? Well, and obviously this is not about freedom for the Internet. But that's how they present but it. That is how they present it. It's like, about, well, you want a free Internet? Well, I already have that. Yeah, already what do have, I need you doing this for? Yeah, it's additional regulation. Well, if you want to keep it free, then you need us to get involved. That's always how it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's always how they present it. And it's, it's never, ever true. And but uh, people buy it. It is amazing. I'm amazed by who's buying it. You know, and I guess again, this goes back to what we talked about earlier. When you can you can be you can influence younger people who maybe haven't seen all the tricks of the world yet. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it, it's it's amazing to see a, a group of people, largely young people, who sit here and see how free the internet has been with no government regulation. Essentially, I mean, you know, things outside child porn, illegal arms sales. There are some things that are limited on the internet, but the but the the, the large. Uh, you know, overwhelming majority of the Internet is untouched. You can basically do almost anything you want on it. Has it been good? Has it worked out? Sure, there have been a couple things. There are sites, uh, you know, where people are stealing files. Oddly enough, these same people seem to, uh, uh, to love those sites. They, right. The same people who are arguing for net neutrality love all the file-stealing sites. Um, yes, it's possible. There's, there's some of that out there. I get it. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I totally understand. But the idea that you need a new sweeping regulation to potentially insure yourself against your Netflix slowing down is agonizing. Is, it's painful in yeah. the amount of stupidity and there's that is a group, involved. There's a Marxist group we used to talk about a lot uh, called uh, Free Press. And here's the ad they used to run to promote this. Ever wonder why you get 500 channels, but there's nothing good on TV? No. Or why your high-speed internet is so slow? No, it's not. Why you always hear the same music on the radio? That's because they test well. Those songs test well with the audience. Yeah, it's not because of no net neutrality. It is exactly what you said. Like when a song like my hump, my humps, my humps, my humps comes out, people want to hear it at first. And how do they know what people want to hear? Uh, people call radio stations and make requests, right? right. Or, or they test focus groups. Or they test the focus groups. And or they, they say, hey, do you, like, do you look... like my humps, my lovely lady humps? And people <laughs> say, yeah, I really do. That's a really cool song. It's really good. And Pat, don't make yourself look like an idiot. Lovely lady lumps. Lumps, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you hear the same song over and over and over, because people demand it. You go. We wondered, too. And then... And then, we decided to do something about it. Good. Stop. That's a press. great process. We wondered, then we decided to do something about it. We didn't come up with the answer. We didn't actually realize that it's just the market and people are demanding these things. We just wondered, and then we and decided then we to do something. something about it. And you know, that's probably the process, that too. That is the process. It's probably the process. And we're fighting for hard-hitting journalism, diverse media ownership, mm -hmm. and fast, affordable internet. And that used to be a big deal, too. Diverse yeah. media ownership. Mm -hmm. 
What do you mean? Who do you want to own them? I mean, shouldn't the people who own them own them? They, they don't deserve to own... Clear Channel doesn't deserve to own the stations they purchased and rightfully own, legally own? Yeah, what do didn't. you mean? And they didn't. That. I mean, they went after them hard. They did? It's funny. <laughs> yes, too. they did. And that's a great example, too. Like, they say, well, we don't want this uh, media ownership. And Clear Channel was their example. You have Clear Channel as a radio company, if you don't know who they are, and they owned a lot of stations, and they, they were the ones playing all the songs at the same time, apparently. Of course, they don't have any problem with NBC Universal owning a lot because yeah. they play, run all liberal programming. So they don't really, they're not right. the target of these things. Uh, you know, this idea that you, want, uh, you don't want big companies owning media, we're in the position in which we're hurt by that all the time. Like the Blaze would be on a lot more cable systems if we were owned by NBC and they were being forced down the throats of all these cable companies. But uh, look, the, um, these, these companies provide a hell of a lot of entertainment. There are hundreds of channels. Yeah. There's not nothing on. There's almost everything's on. Almost everything that's ever been produced is on. Not to mention <laughs> you have the Internet, which gives you even more than has ever been done. There's no limit to the yeah. amount of stuff you can consume if you want. And, and the complaint about, about music on the radio uh, first of all, you're playing the songs that people request, and you know they want them because you did uh, extensive uh, uh, research that cost you a lot of money to find out what they want to hear. But the other thing is, if you don't like what's on the radio, you go to the freaking Internet. Uh, you can hear anything you want, any time of the day or night, all day long, the same song over and over, or four million different songs. It, I, uh, the Internet is as free as you can possibly get. And this is a great example, Pat. They don't, they're no longer really pushing that one on the radio. You know why? Because everyone's on the Internet. Right. They know if they don't get this, right. if they don't get this uh, legislation in place now, it will be so free and so easy to get anything you want. No one will believe that. Well, that's exactly why President Obama has a plan for free and open Internet. Yep. You're right. That is why he has a plan. He's saying it's free and open. He wants to take credit for free and open Internet. Thanks for coming to the party 20 years late. It's been free and open the whole time. Mm -hmm. Okay? You don't need you to make it free and open. It's already been free and open. It already works really freaking well. Get out of its way. That's what you've been doing for 20 years, and it's worked really well. The idea that uh, you know, Verizon may someday slow your Netflix uh, connection is such an absurd worry. And such a dumb, there's a hundred choices out there. You can go to a, a, a bunch of different places, and it is not the role of the government to protect your, orange is the new black. Yeah. That's not their role. Net neutrality is maybe even a bigger scam than global warming is. Yes. I mean, it's I pretty close between Definitely. the two. Seven two seven bet, and uh, welcome to you if you're uh, now watching us on the uh, Dish Network's Fox News position because um, we're there for, for for now at least. You know who knows? I'm sure that uh, Fox and Dish will come to an agreement sometime soon. But uh, in the meantime, it's it's nice to be in two places at once. Isn't that fun? It is. On, di on just Dish, we're on you know many others. Uh, yeah, so. coming close to a hundred different cable providers. That's so, great. It, but and then, you know, if you don't, uh, if you have, uh, 
you're catching the blaze, you know, maybe for the first time at somebody else's place, uh, check out your cable provider. A lot, you know, there's, you know, you have a friend or relative in another area that doesn't get the blaze, ask them to check because, you know, we've been adding them consistently over the past couple mm -hmm. of years and we're up to, I don't know, it's something 7, like 7,233. I just counted this morning. General in a general vicinity. vicinity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. check if you don't know if you have it. Even uh, though 7,233 sounds specific. I don't want to be specific about it. You just looked, in glanced at the list and thought it was that number. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about 2016 for a second. Can we? Because we've got some really good news. Really exciting news. Share it with us. What is it? I mean, news that will make you tingle up and down your spine if you're a super conservative. The Washington Post is, is reporting that Mitt Romney is huddling with key members of his 2012 team. Yeah! Now, the reason why that's important, of course, is Mitt Romney has spent almost every waking second since mm -hmm. he uh, last ran for president bashing the Tea Party <laughs> and going and supporting establishment characters against Tea Party favorites. Yeah. Uh, everyone who is really conservative has been uh, receiving money. Uh, or excuse me, everyone who is running against someone who is really conservative is receiving money from Mitt Romney and his, and his different organizations. Now, people, so thanks, Mitt. People who have watched us over the years would realize that <laughs> we've had sort of a... Roller coaster ride with Mitt. Would you, you'd have to admit, yep. yes, yes, we've had a roller coaster ride with Mitt. We, because we were, we, we were not on board with the Mitt campaign in his 2012 campaign early on. Because you're, there were other people we thought would be better. And you're missing a couple of bumps here. Yeah. We go back to 2008. Uh, let's go back further, yes. Go back to 2008. Okay. And this is before you were even here, right, Pat? Yeah, before I was back uh, with Glenn. We, mm -hmm. in that uh, primary, did not think necessarily Mitt was the best guy. But when he got to Mitt versus McCain, <laughs> we strongly supported Mitt. <clears throat> Me too. Then, uh, you know, there was, uh, mm -hmm. I don't think he, I don't know, maybe he came on once or twice during that came, then campaign. Uh. I think in 2008, I think he came on with us. It was 2012 where he never came on with us. The, the 12 campaign, not once. Not no, once. He was not a fan, apparently. Uh, uh, did not want to reach uh, our millions and millions of people. Uh, did, that, did that work for him? I can't remember. Uh, Is he president now? No. He did not work for him. No. Uh, 2012, uh, we were not really a fan of Mitt Romney. In the, beginning? Or in the beginning, we were not because there were other more conservative or more consistently conservative choices. Yes. Uh, he eventually was victorious, however, in the primary. And when he won, and we saw him <laughs> performing, and we saw his new policies, and we saw that he was kind of sticking with them, and he was seemingly conservative. Like, yeah, yeah, he was acting look, conservative. He's the best available choice at this time. I like we'll take it. I've always liked his integrity. I've always liked Mitt yeah. as a person. I, I've, I've, I've come a little ways on that one. I will say uh, the way he has supported since. established yes. people yeah. since 2012. But in explaining yeah. our roller coaster yeah. ride, at the time in yeah. 2012, he seemed great yeah. for a while. And I came around to thinking yes, he maybe he's even the best guy for the job. Maybe it's a good thing. The guys I supported before him lost because maybe how he's even better. We, how much did we love him after the first debate? Oh my gosh, that Obama. first debate, he oh my rocked. Gosh. He rocked the world, and then he fell down and uh, did his. Or, you know what? I, I pretty much agree with that, uh, Mr. Obama. You know, Mr. President, I, I, I feel the same way on that, and uh, I agree with you there. I mean, in the second and third debates, he sucked. Well, after he lost. Anyway. He sucked even more yeah. because he was supporting, you know, Mitch McConnell, and uh, I think he supported uh, Cantor over Dave Bratt, and he he was supporting non-Tea Party people. He was saying uh, nasty things about Tea Party people, and it's kind of weird because in Utah, uh, there is a huge, seemingly huge backlash against 
Tea Party candidates and people who are really conservative, like Mike Lee. Senator Mike Lee is, I believe, eh, he's tied for Ted Cruz as our best sitting senator. The best senator in the United States of America. Mike Lee and Ted Cruz, those two guys. Um, Mike Lee, probably even sharper on, on uh, the Constitution. Um, probably knows a little bit. He, I mean, he studied it. He's, 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 he is the, the constitutional expert in the U.S. Senate. Um, even people who disagree with him don't try to challenge him on his knowledge on the Constitution. Uh, so, uh, but in Utah, for some reason, there's some sort of backlash against him. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's a conservative state. Yeah. And yet Tea Party people seem to be pariah all of a sudden with the news media and with many members of the Republican Party there. And that's kind of spread, it seems like, to Mitt Romney. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so... And, and about the, the sort of roller coaster ride you described, all, all of it true. But honestly, I think our view on Mitt Romney was pretty consistent that entire time, which was we rooted for him when he was the mm -hmm. most consistent conservative, or when he was the most conservative candidate available. And when he was, when, was not, we did not want him to win. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's that consistent true. all the way through. The one thing that I think has changed for me is that entire time, even when I thought he was not the guy, I always believe he was a guy with integrity. I don't know that I fully believe that anymore. Really? I, I really don't. Based I, on Based what? on the way he, he has acted, um, you know, he certainly has, uh, he, he, the way he has acted post-campaign. Because it's he hard seems, to find integrity there. He After, seemed Tea Party friendly during the campaign. Yeah, and, I, I don't and know. then afterwards he wasn't. I don't know that Is I that think what? he necessarily believed he was a Tea Party guy, but he, he was a guy. Nobody was friendly to it. He, he was, was certainly courting them. He's certainly courting them, and and to go out and actively try to select candidates that will make the country more liberal, yeah. more progressive. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. It I, is. I, it's I, a. I don't know. It's a problem. I don't know about it anymore. I, honestly, like, if now look, he's a dream compared to Jeb Bush. He's still a dream compared to. Uh, I would take him over Jeb. Uh, uh, um, uh, other candidates, uh, Mike Huckabee. I take oh him over gosh. Mike Huckabee oh, in a geez. second. What uh, about Chris Christie? Are you kidding me? Chris, Chris Christie. Christie. I take him over Chris Christie. So yes. he's not at the bottom of my barrel, but I do not want him running again. I don't either. Because he's gonna he's gonna either. suck a lot of the air out of the room. You he's gonna be the uh, immediate favorite. And it's going to be kind of a run against him if he runs. Yeah. And this whole time he's been saying, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run for president. I'm not the guy. Uh, there's better candidates, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, now all of a sudden he's huddling with his two 2012 team again. Yeah, the people demanded Why? it, Pat. Yeah, the, the people demanded it. Nobody demanded it. No, they demanded it. No one. People did. demanded no. it. I, 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 no. I said no. I know uh -huh. I said no. But, but it's too. Everywhere it's just, I go, it's too the important. The deafening roar yeah, the of "you must run" is just too loud. And look, he has an argument here. There is a he there is a does. legitimate argument for Mitt Romney, which is, look, you guys all sh say now that you should have voted for me. So now you can do it. You know, yeah. you, you people. I mean, because the polls show that he yeah. would beat Barack Obama at almost every given second since the election. Uh, everyone mm -hmm. now knows they made a mistake with mm -hmm. Barack Obama and they would have voted for Mitt Romney. And, you know, he's going to be able to make a case saying, like, look, you could have had a different vision of this country. You decided to go the other way. Well, now you have a chance to right that wrong. True. And there is. So there is a narrative there. I just, there you is. know, there, there I, is. I'd rather he's have, got a path. There's yeah. no question. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be able to bring in the money easily. He has the organizations already built. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to say if you're looking for who's going to win the primary. If Mitt Romney decides to run that, it, it will be him. Um, I hope that that's not the case. I don't, you know, look, he's not the worst guy out of the bunch. No, the worst guy out of the bunch might be Jeb Bush.
Well, it might be Chris Christie, but it's pretty close with Jeb Bush. And give me all right, give me a ranking. You got to vote right. for <laughs> one of the three: Jeb Bush, mm-hmm. Chris Christie, Mike Huckabee. Oh my gosh! Oh, what I, I don't order? even have Romney right in that order. No, in that order. I what do you? Oh. Okay, Jeb Bush, Mike Huckabee, Chris Christie. Oh, I, Jeb Bush. Yeah. He's the guy you vote for? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can't stand Huckabee. Uh, Christie is far too liberal. To me, I, Huckabee's last. And yeah, I know Huckabee's well, last. A, that would surprise some people. Huckabee's and we've last. We've discussed why we don't like So it goes, Huckabee, to me, it goes Bush, Christie, Huckabee, probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I lived in Florida under Jeb, and while there were some, you know, questionable things here and there, I mean, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I suppose you're right. Because, I, I mean, Christie is... Considerably, probably more liberal than even Huckabee, but I, you know. Well, we saw that we saw that comparison to other Republicans over the years, yeah. not just the current mm-hmm. group, but uh, Republicans in history, like Richard Nixon. He's more liberal than Richard Nixon. I mean, he talks a great uh, game, but look what he does in New Jersey. Uh, look yeah. what's happened in Jersey. My gosh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I'd have to put Christie second. I, I, yeah. Huckabee that's is... That's my order. Is, so Jeb Bush first? I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. Christy now, if you add Huckabee. Romney in there, I've got Romney oh, first. Oh, for, for sure it's Romney. So well, where would we you may put... be coming back to him. I don't... Oh. I know, but this is what, this is what happens, right? <laughs> not there now. I'm not going to be excited about Mitt Romney. I don't know that either. even in an election where Mitt Romney is running against Hillary Clinton, and there's a third party... If there's a third party candidate that I can deal with mentally, I probably <laughs> might, are going to go that might way. do that, yeah. I, I know that sounds... You know, I think Glenn would like say that. between Hillary and uh, Romney, he'd probably vote neither. I can guarantee you if it's, if it's Huckabee or Bush, I'm going to do that. I will find anybody. I, I will. I'll write somebody in before I vote for Huckabee or Bush. To be to be honest, yeah. you get to Mitt Romney, you're probably at the, you're probably at that level, or I'm at least considering to vote for him. But I, I, I don't think I probably mm-hmm. would. I don't know. In the in the heat of the campaign, maybe I would. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Sorry. I'm in Texas. It makes it easy. Yeah. You know, he's gonna, whoever whatever Republican is going to run is going to win Texas anyway. And, so I can make my and again, principled stand very easily. There's here. your problem. Yes. By the time it gets oh, to yeah. Texas, it's over. It's mm-hmm. already been decided, yeah. which sucks. But uh, here's the guy who is uh, worse than Romney, better than Christian Huckabee. We just decided, mm-hmm. and, but he is the one who for sure is running because he's already put together the the committee to look into it, the exploratory committee. And now he's announced his pack in multiple languages. Here's one of them. Buenos días. Hoy estamos estableciendo un pack que se llama el Right to Rise Pack para apoyar a los candidatos que apoyan los valores conservadores para que todos puedan subir en sus vidas. Si quieren más información, vete a righttorisepack.org. I got a surprisingly <laughs> little out of that announcement. Righttorisepack.org is really all I got. <laughs> he did that. I got a lot of pandering feel from that. He's uh, that's great stuff. Now his wife is his, his Hispanic. Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, is she a Spanish-speaking first uh, person? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's her first, first language. But he did that in Florida all the time. And, all and, his and, press conferences. Everything. See that drives yeah. me nuts. That's just pandering. Here he is in English. Here's what he actually said. Everybody, today we're setting up the Right to Rise PAC, which is a PAC to support candidates that believe in conservative principles to allow all Americans same to rise same in. place, right? Yep. Interested, he walked back to, to uh, Right to Rise PAC. <laughs> oh, can, we, can we run them again? That's what can I like. Can we run them side by side? Is that possible? It's the same place. Is it, is he well, if they're side by side, that'd be fun. Okay. That would be so fun. It'll take a minute. He's going to set it up. Uh, in the control room. Because I, I think he walked backwards he and did. started I'm walking pretty sure he did. I can't wait to see because that's embarrassing. Okay, maybe they're slightly different. 
Let's can you see. run them at the same time? Now that green truck is the same, isn't it? Sure, looks like it. That's the same right there. And uh, he's a little bit down the road. No, there's the green truck. Oh, uh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> it's roughly the exact same path. Yeah, it's the exact same truck. Good, good for him. All right, that's cute. Oh, jeez, that's now, awful. Now, somebody else that we've not talked about much, who I think I could get behind. I'd have to find out more. I got to do an exploratory committee on him, mm -hmm. but Scott Walker is somebody who—he's an upper half guy, I think. Done a heck candidates. of a job mm -hmm. in Wisconsin, unbelievable job uh, uh, against amazing odds. You know, in a really liberal state with every every uh, uh, union against him, um, in a liberal state. Yeah, he's just—he's turned the state around from a, an incredible deficit of billions of dollars. To a surplus now, so he's done a, he's done some good stuff, and he's launching a new political organization in the coming weeks, and he has uh, tapped a national political strategist for a campaign manager, and he's thinking about running for president. That's kind of interesting. Scott Walker is an interesting possibility. Well, he's got a great record. Um, you know, he—I don't know how he will perform in debates and stuff, but he seems to be pretty good at that. He doesn't seem like an electric candidate, I don't think. Um, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to overwhelm me, overwhelm me with charisma. But he seems, you know, decent seems enough solid. speaker. He's, he's, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He's got a very good record in Wisconsin. Um, you know, mm -hmm. he, you know he, uh, he probably would rival Rick Perry as one of the best on-paper sort of candidates um, as far as their record at, at their actual role, in particular governor. Like, and again, yeah. Rick Perry's another guy yeah. who is going to run. Yep. We all know that. Not electric, though. Not a terrific speech maker or debater who is uh, out of the republican field take everything out of it who's the best communicator i mean see i think at that point you, you probably do put a guy like chris christie fairly yeah, high on it, that it list it'd have to be he's, chris christie he's pretty good at that yeah. i think Rand paul has is, okay. is pretty good at that yeah ted cruz you pointed out his big flaw yeah not great well not he great has the one big flaw well he's, he sounds like dana carvey doing George H.W. Bush. It's the only problem we can find with Not going to die. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. would not be prudent at this juncture. Sounds like that, yeah. kind of. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's off-putting to some people. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to sound like the Bushes, again, because we've been down that road, and we're sort of done with it, and we want a real conservative, and you don't need to be reminded of George Bush when you're looking for that. Uh, when you're talking about great communicators, I would say another guy who would be at the top of the list would probably be Marco Rubio. I think he Rubio's does a, really Rubio good, does strong. Like a really good job. He gives good speeches. He's a good arguer. He's good in interviews. He would be, I would think, very good at debates. Rubio was at one point virtually dead to me. <laughs> he has made a strong comeback. Oh, it's a speech. It, it was, was a water. speech and it was, the water it was not the water speech. It, no, it wasn't. It was his stand on. <laughs> it was his kind of flip flop on immigration but, and, and a couple other things that I, I can't remember right now. Put my finger on necessarily. But um, I think it was. I don't know if it's largely. Just, no, it was the immigration. It yeah. was largely. Is I mean, it just his total silence that has brought him back into the fold? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's had some good stances. I think uh, the thing with Rubio is he I honestly think largely is um, a guy who we disagree with on one big policy, but are pretty close with yeah. on the other stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you look at that and you have the addition that he's a good communicator. Uh, obviously, he has, uh, you know, people will, you know, talk about him. Going to be hard to call him a Identity racist. Identity politics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he has a bet. There know. was that one. I think, and I think it was the immigration, too, that, that one picture of him with Lindsey Graham 
and John McCain and was Chuck he in that Schumer, photo? I think he was. Yeah, they were all standing there. Yeah, and just looked like. Yeah, that yeah. pissed Marco, us off. Marco, what are you doing? Yeah. Now, Paul Ryan is probably sort of in that. He's not quite as yeah, good. But Paul he, Ryan you think he's going to run again? completely fallen off my chart. Yeah, I mean, me too. He's down he's as a bottom half for now for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we'll be talking more about this, obviously, as we get closer to 2016. But uh, it'll be interesting to see who, who gets in the game. Do it these will. guys, like, stop each other? Like, Jeb Bush gets in first. Who does mm -hmm. he stop? Romney, probably. You'd, probably. you'd think Romney, but Romney just seems like he's going for it. And Romney's mm -hmm. a better Jeb Bush. Right, yeah. oh, Romney yeah. doesn't have the negatives of the Bush name, which are are, are big mm -hmm. at this point. He, and uh, and he, I mean, he already is run as a candidate. People know him. Already gotten past the Mormon thing, I think. Oh right? yeah, yeah, I think that's you know, you know so that's a, that's not an issue. The one good thing he does have, you're right, Stu. That's a great point about the uh, look. You all said that you would have voted for me, and the country would have been better. This is your chance. Yeah, here you go. Should maybe be his campaign slogan. Yeah. Give it a whirl. Uh, yeah. You know, I. I, I think mm -hmm. some of those polls are reflective of the point that, you know, it's no longer campaign time. They're not dealing with Romney every day, and people realize mm -hmm. that now it sucks with Obama, and they're just like, well, we take anybody. And that's <laughs> not really a good argument, but he can make it into a decent argument. Yeah. And again, Romney is a, is a, is a well-spoken guy, too. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, he, 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 that and was, he, he proved he can be good at, at a debate. Yeah, he was great in one of them. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. There's more patents, too. That's inevitable. I'm sorry. You know, they've, they've just had this, uh, by the way, it's a Patents Stew show. Welcome to it. Um, they've just had this new uh, consumer electronics show in Las Vegas, and some cool things were unveiled. We looked at a few things that didn't blow our skirts up yesterday. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we, we were wearing skirts yesterday, mm -hmm. and neither of them blew up. Did yours blow up? <laughs> I'm always looking for something to blow up my skirt, yeah. but no, it did not. Uh, so, these seem a little cooler. Uh, the Coco Jet thing, have you ever heard about that? The Remo? You see this in the paper today? The Coco Jet and the Chef Jet Pro series? You see this? Kevin, did you read about this? And the Jay Leno impression is getting not only more relevant, but better. I would say. Actually improving <laughs> you over think? time. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, here's a look at something that 3D prints chocolate. I gotta see it. And so do you, because here it is. There's the printer. Pushing uh, print. Printing is beginning. Chocolate. Uh, I don't see any printing going on yet. That's and printing. That's how they print. That's a printing. It has your shape, your design. Dark milk, white. Racist. You can get any of those kinds of chocolate right before your eyes. There it is, printing the chocolate. That's really cool. So obviously the ingredients, though, are in the... So you still have to do the ingredients. And then it just prints them out into a shape you want. Big deal. So what? Wait a minute. So what? That's an absurd critique. With a printer, no, you, have to have, you have to have ink. 
Well, why don't I just go and buy a piece of chocolate? Yeah, you can be I, back from Walgreens. Buy a $30,000 machine and then just have it design the chocolate I want? No, you should drive. You should <laughs> How drive. is that better than going to Kroger and buying some chocolate? You should drive your 30000 or more machine to the store and purchase chocolate and drive it back home. First of all, is it $30,000? I saying? don't know. I don't think it's that expensive. <laughs> I don't know, but it's probably a but, lot. But yeah, second of all, is. to get it in a design of your choosing, you, you, that's difficult. If you want to just, you know, right. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, there might be a company that does that anyway, though, for you. I mean, but still, I think it's just amazing that it can happen. Uh, that's all I it is. it is. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. But Hershey's is pretty much. It's a gimmick, it. though. Who's going to well, have that? Hershey's and Nestle's have pretty much mastered it. Yeah, like like they're, yeah, they have. Like it's just it's they're they good have at it. A, they have a the, printer too. That they prints do. out chocolate. Yeah, they do. They, it's true. It's like people are like, well, if you, what's going to happen with Legos? People could just three D print all these Legos, and it's just, you're not going to have to go mm -hmm. to a store. Well, maybe it's because Legos do it at one thousandth of the cost. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that a possibility that they do it better and they do it cheaper and easier, and all you have to do is go and pick you them have up. to have the right materials right. that exactly. go into it, just like Correct. the chocolate machine. The right. amazing thing about the three D printer is <laughs> all you need all you need are the ingredients, and it can make it into anything. Yeah, like, it's cool. And that is it's a pretty it's pretty cool. I mean, to be able to custom design your own, if you're a chocolate maker, a small time chocolate maker, there's some mm -hmm. huge use for that. I mean, my grandma used to make chocolate molds all the time. She had a little business or her own home business and she would make the chocolate and she'd have to melt it down and then she'd pour it into the right. molds and she'd put it into her own little... I mean, it would be cool to have a specific design if you wanted to go... If you're getting married and you want to print out your, your name in chocolate. I mean, there, you know, there mm -hmm. are uses for it, but I don't know that it's... I mean, yeah. You're right. I'm going to buy from Not practical, right? Right. right. So. It's for, there are specific uses that it could be cool. But the idea that, in theory, mm -hmm. over time, Costs could come down so low on these things that you could just buy the design and make stuff at home really easily in a couple of minutes. You know, project this 50 years into the future. It could be pretty exciting. Here's what I want. A Star Trek replicator where you say, I want milk chocolate. And it, <laughs> and it makes the chocolate. I didn't have to put any of the ingredients in. I just told it what to do. Can we at, just ask Shatner how it worked? Well, I think we should. Well, that's an easy solution. I, should. I don't know that he's ever answered that in public. Okay. But when they can do that, I'll be really impressed. Mm -hmm. um, meantime, here's something that might be a little bit more pra practical. And, uh, and this was also shown in the Vegas uh, show, is the uh, new Mercedes self-driving car. This is cool. <laughs> this is cool. The cars that you don't have to worry about uh, driving, and you could focus on, uh, look at that. Wow, that, that is a nice-looking car. Uh, that is the uh, the Will Smith car. Right? Yeah, kind of looks I, like it. Yeah. yeah, it's a little roundy for me. But that's Daimler. That's not that's not Mercedes, right? Well, does same, same is, Daim yeah, is Daimler the same as yeah, Mercedes? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Okay. Um, do, let's see the uh, Mercedes F. Is it the F fifteen? F zero one five. A little promotional video of the car of the future. Nice. He's just sitting there, and the thing is driving itself. It's kind of boring, honestly. I guess it could just be on the internet. Please go ahead. Oh, it stops for pedestrians because it's got all these sensors. I hope it does. 
<laughs> yeah, you will. That, that's what I would worry about that. Got a lot of cool gadgets inside, you know, electronic things that pop up for you that you can eat on and whatever. That's why I took you. And by the way, this would be, isn't this essentially just a driving living room? It's, <laughs> yes. you know, you sit there and you could watch. I, I was thinking about the self-driving car. Oh, wow. And it's got a screen on the doors perhaps to access the internet or whatever? I don't, I don't know. You've got to keep the temperature correct. Guy's sitting in the back seat, and he's just being driven. Yeah. Everybody so in the family knows. talk about Nestle and Hershey cool. having it down. That's why I think the company called Cab. <laughs> they have pretty much down, too, as the driverless no, that, car I mean, for that me. is cool. Fair point. Think of that on a long trip. You're just watching a movie while the car just drives you. It's essentially having a driver without having a driver. Right. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, I, mean, I, that's, great. I honestly think that probably uh, our kids' kids will not be able to believe they allowed people to drive their own cars. Uh, yeah. Like, I think there could be, mm -hmm. what? And it the, might happen before that. Well, but I think our kids are going to have, you know. Well, they still see us driving. Obviously, our kids have they, already, yeah, seen it. Um, but I, I think that their children will never have seen it. Because I, I, I think, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to be able to make, look, it's a good case it is. They're going to be able to cut down. It's going to be like the murder case with the freaking uh, with Minority Report we were talking about earlier. They're going to cut, uh, you know, deadly crashes by 97% if this technology gets widely implemented. Yeah, because they have a good case for it. The technology avoids uh, collisions with other uh, cars. Right. Right. And, and people, are objects. Just, people are going to be like, they're, they're not going to see that. They're not going to have that love for driving that we have. Yeah. I mean, when I look at that, I see that would be great for a long trip. There are uses for it. But like, I, I like driving. I like to I do, do it. Too. Yeah. And it's I, like, I, I'd rather drive myself to work. Yeah. You know? Right. But, like, I think that people will, over time, see, why, why would I want to bother? Although, can you imagine? You get up, like I do at 3 or 3.30, whenever, and you're tired, you're sleepy, uh, you're cold. You just go back to I sleep. Love, you, just, you start up the car. <laughs> you, it drives you. While you sleep, the 27 minutes it takes to get to work, and you're asleep, and when you park, it, it parks you in your spot, and you wake up, and you go into work. Yeah. There are some pretty cool advantages to that. Huge, huge. And it would also allow you to move further and further away. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. you could move, you could eat, like, for, especially a job like ours, would, it, would you not live t maybe two hours away from work? Well, Maybe. Why not? Yeah. It's just office time on the way in. When this happens uh, at uh, in in uh, New York, it reminded me of that because you we could take the work. train in. Now, of course, it wasn't a nice luxurious. You're like this typing, and it was not comfortable. Still, in a that's situation why like this, this is so cool. Still, yeah, because it'd be like taking the train, but you're in a luxurious Mercedes. Yeah, that was one of the things moving That'd down here. Awesome. That was an adjustment is to find yes, the was. time to do the be stuff awesome. I did on the train. But if, big time adjustment. Yeah. If yeah. you trust it, and that looked totally reliable. I mean, I I don't know if that's manipulated in some way, but that looked. Like, it's doing exactly what you would do if you're not a computer drawing right. of a car. Like, but what's do not reliable want. is the other humans like you and me that are still driving with that on the road. That's the problem. The transition. And that will be the argument be as to why it it's should be, be banned to yeah. drive your own car. Well, you can't look, argument. all the arguments are the people who are, mm -hmm. they're people doing it. That's the problem. If we just had everyone self-driving cars. So how do you make that transition? You'd have to ban... I still think, though, if you put these cars guys, with you, drivers, yeah, or you just, that's what I think governments will do. Yeah. Progressive governments will do that. Um, now, I would say that every, you're going to put these cars on the road, and it's going to be um, uh, the, the rate's going to go down for everyone you add.
the, the rate is going to go down over time. And if you let it happen naturally, I think people will just choose these cars. This, I do lane, too. this lane is the only lane for, if you want to drive your car, you can only drive in this lane right here. That's it. Those lanes over there are for the non. But, yeah, but think, about, the, think about how this happens. Essentially, you're going to put a GPS location into, I want to go here. And this thing's going to bring you there. Think of the control a government that goes Boy, wrong okay. could have over its citizens with stuff like this. And those those are arguments that have to Again, be... Again, minority report. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to... Tom Cruise is trying to escape when they think he's going to commit the murder. And they stop his car. And by then, cars are going up the sides of buildings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, iRobot. Really that's cool. the iRobot car. iRobot, yeah. He, and you know, remember when he was driving, took over the controls himself. And the girl in the movie was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's it's it is it's pretty cool, but pretty frightening. I yeah. think the it's overall argument. World. I think because really, what you're losing here is is the, is an American spirit of freedom that they oh, love by sure. having their cars. But that will die over time to convenience. I it honestly will. think it will. I, I love it driving will. my car. I, you know, I have a car that I've you know type of car I've always wanted to have. I love taking it out on the road. I love freaking driving. I love. We went, we went to um, a, a town in Texas, which is about four and a half hours away, on, uh, over Christmas vacation for a night. And, you know, uh, you go down to this town, it's like this, you know, two-lane roads, 75-mile-an-hour speed limit. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Curvy, hilly roads, 75-mile-an-hour speed limit. It was a joy. It now was that, one of the highlights of the trip, of I will say. Of course, you were traveling Exactly at seventy five. I never increased the speed over seventy five. No, you wouldn't. Okay. I no, mean there were that times would be against the law. I will say there were times I went under. Yeah, sure. I went to seventy Which is fine. a okay. few times. That's is that okay? No, that's fine, yeah. Okay, I yeah, want to make sure that I'm following the law at right. all times. But man, that's you don't want to go too slow because then you'll break that speed. Well, there's limit a minimum as well. of sixty five. There's a minimum under sixty five, you get a ticket. Yeah. And I will say these cars, once once this is implemented, if you have ninety percent of cars on the road that it can just drive themselves, the speed limits don't need to be seventy five anymore. They can be hundred and seventy five. Correct. And I would love to see how the, the environmentalists deal with this. Because they're going to be, people are going to, as I was saying, you're going to move two hours away and you'll be able to commute to 130 miles an hour on your way into uh, to commute while sleeping. So yeah. you're going to move wherever the hell you want to move. I mean. As long as you trust the car to do what it's supposed to do. And that will take time. Our generation will. is never going to do it for no. Because I'm not going to trust yeah. that this is going to get me from to. point A to point B <laughs> right. safely. But I we do with planes. We, we do with drivers. But there's a there's, but a, there's human a human at the wheel. At the wheel. But so. they're doing autopilot 90% of the yes, time on a plane. Yes. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it will take a generation of just trusting technology to get this fully. I still want the option to drive it myself. Yes. I want, you know, autopilot or non. And they couldn't allow that, right? Well, you that, couldn't. Uh, because that defeats so. the purpose of having the self-driving car but in But the self-driving cars around you would be able to avoid your erratic I guess. driving in theory. I, in, in theory. But that's, I mean, when I go back to iRobot, but this, one of the things she said was, at these speeds, you know, when he took it over manually, uh-huh. she was like, well, you're taking it over at these speeds? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just, that, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be, I yeah, don't know. It's scary. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. You're right, though. A couple of generations. One and a half. People will just think it it's yeah. just normal. Mm-hmm. That's the way you do it. They actually I'm, I'm surprised how fast this has come on uh, right now. Yeah. It's amazing. But think how we've... Google, Mercedes. Think how we've come on. Special orders, one of status. Oh, yes. Is that your lettuce? Days.
20 times Serve a day, America. Your way. We hear that in the break. Um, so Jeffy is looking into the replicator. We had LJ come down, who is a big oh, Star Wars geek. He's very upset. He oh never comes God. down. Because we had this discussion about the 3D replicator. One time we came in and we, and we said uh, Michael Reagan was the president of the United States, and he didn't come down. He didn't care no. that we made that mistake. But mm -hmm. we apparently said something about the Star Trek replicator <laughs> that it, it made him come down here. Well, and, and I didn't even say it didn't need a recipe. I said it didn't need ingredients. Right. So, now, his, But his issue was, no, it still has to have a recipe well it does have to have a recipe <laughs> however it also has to have some sort Thank of you, matter LJ. because it's reorganizing matter so it has it to does get have to have matter somewhere. obviously that is yeah. the ingredient it's got to have it's got to have molecules it's got to have atoms it's got to have how does it work aren't you on a star trek site or <laughs> i'm on the star trek uh, replicator site from wikipedia yes oh okay how yeah, does so the replicator work then it works by rearranging subatomic particles which are abundant everywhere in the universe they're abundant everywhere yes okay for example it says here to create a pork chop the replicator would first form atoms of carbon hydrogen nitrogen then arrange them into amino acids proteins and cells and assemble the particles into the form of a pork chop. this is easy Yes. You can do this by next Thank week. You. You That's know. all you have to do is start with the carbon. <laughs> the, and the hydrogen. Other, the hydrogen. The other stuff that goes into it. I don't know what goes into it. And then you just make a delicious pork <laughs> shell. Thank okay, you. Come over here for a second. Have LJ go over here. <laughs> yeah, this is, here. We make fun of this. But this process is actually starting to happen yeah. with meat. Here. They are starting to take, they break it down into, pro talk about, talking to Jeffy's boob for a second. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, it's the same, it's just the beginning of what Pat wants. Yeah, and right. You, don't, okay. Don't insult the process. Ex no, I'm not. <laughs> Explain I'm not. the meat printer for a second. Well, the meat printer is, I mean, it's, you apply the right ingredients. Wait, 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 wait. There is a meat yeah. printer? In yeah, the there's like, we're printing organs pretty soon, too. So, like liver how does a meat printer work? What do you do? Uh, I, I think it's, you know, scientists get involved and apply the right stuff and then... And then meat organizes edible it. meat. Yeah. Can you eat it? Yeah, so yeah. And it would you be replicate. really that yeah. is not from an animal. So what is meat oh. actually? It's certain proteins, That's it's right. certain Amazing. amino acids, it's yeah. whatever it makes up. So the you meat. would put the amino acids, you put the proteins in mm -hmm. there, you combine the them in the right percentage, pepper or whatever. Yep. All that. And it'll, and it'll print, print out meat. meat. Yeah. A, yeah. What is that? Or you sent me an article from I think the Wall Street Journal fairly recently that there's a company out there called do you remember the name of it? It's called like it's called like Cargill, maybe. I, don't know. I can't remember the name of it. It's like some company that they that is what they're doing. Yeah, they're they're taking plant, plant proteins mm. and okay, they're combining right. them into uh, oh, things. Oh yeah, vegetarian to, meat. Yeah, to make yeah. vegetarian yeah. meat. And now of course yeah, there's things like veggie meat. burgers already, but this is different. Mm. This is like this stuff tastes supposedly very close to actual meat. It's not just like taking soy and flavoring it. It's taking the actual at the protein level and combining it into something that has the same chemical makeup as meat. That's crazy. That's incredible. Yeah, uh, plant that's blood. Crazy. Remember the plant blood. Plant blood. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> because they, that's what they're yeah. that's what they're struggling well, with you, is to get that that sense of the the blood taste for lack of a better word. Kind of getting close to the creation process at that point. Well, but you? now you're reorganizing. You're proteins. organizing matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, what is that's, that's not creation. Yeah. You're not creating a live creature. No. You're creating something to eat, which is pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a stew loophole too. We can. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's vegetarian <laughs> meat. Could you? You could eat it. Yeah, I guess. Would you eat it? Sure. You like would. if you, pr I guess. you printed a hamburger for you that tasted yeah. like hamburger. Yeah. You would eat it. Yeah. Oh, I think. Wow. I mean, I, I might be kind of. It sounds kind of gross, but I guess I don't see why sound. not. I mean, the point. I have a veggie burger that tastes some loose. You know, there's there's yeah. veggie cheese steaks I've had before, and some of them are really freaking good too. Yeah.
But back to the main point. Sorry, replicators. Yeah. Repli mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. the same principle. Same principle. I feel like it's you're a little too far away from Jeffy's blue. It's, 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 it's the same principle. It's just 300 years out. Mm -hmm. you know. How comfortable do you feel right now? Yeah, very. Okay. Earthquakey. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffy. Yeah. That was a, uh, it's, he's saying you're uh, overweight, is what he was saying there. <laughs> Uh, just in case you didn't get that, Jeffy. No, I, I, you probably didn't. I got it. You did, no, so I did. what, what was he saying? Uh, Jeffy is overweight. Overweight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven back. We'll be back with more Pat and Stu and wrap this whole thing up. Yeah. On the other side, we should show you these celebrities that have died, and okay. they've now tried to project into the future what they look like today. It's really weird. We'll show you that coming up. Jeffy, as you know him, uh, named his son after Elvis Presley. Today, well, okay. Elvis' 80th birthday. Isn't that kind of true? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Wait, today is Elvis's the actual Elvis, his 80th he would birthday? Be 80, 80 years old. Uh, wow. Well, it's January 8th. Is today January 8th? You know, now that I look back on yes. how old he was in 1977, which was 42, I think, he really died young. Yeah. I didn't think it was at the time because it was 16 or whatever. But <laughs> and he seemed like he was like, like a thousand years old. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, Elvis Presley, my gosh. <laughs> what a has but He's still alive to begin with to be able to Whoa. die today? <laughs> he's only 42. That is really young. I mean, you think about but it. he's only 42. So, yeah, that's amazing. So here's what he may have looked like if he were still alive today. No. Uh, there he is. Looks kind of like Richard Nixon. The king would have looked Yeah, man. I, I just had too many Nader sandwiches. The king would have looked I think he'd look a little fatter than that, frankly. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Jimi Hendrix? We have that. Uh, okay. Uh, I can see that. He looks, looks a little bit like, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, yeah, I yeah. can see that. I can see that. Uh, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I thought this was interesting, too. He looks the same. <laughs> yeah, his hair is a little bit shorter. Yeah, he's he cropped it yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And he, like he's not smoking anymore, but that's about it. It's How old like would he be today? the same photo album. He'd be, what well, he died in the mid-90s, so he'd be probably 50. I guess, yeah, not yeah. a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Do Janis Joplin. Uh, Janis Joplin. Uh, yeah, I could yep. see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I could see her being, like, uh -huh. the Green Party nominee for president. She was oh, not yeah. a beautiful woman to begin with no. and uh, still isn't. Whoa, Jim so. Morrison. Uh, I don't know about I that, but maybe, mm, yeah. maybe. Okay. He was a handsome guy. Yeah. Uh, Quite sexy. Then we got uh, your John Lennon, who might look a little something like that. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I, yeah, it's possible. He looks like a professor, mm. uh, which I, could, I guess you could yeah, see. Yeah, John was. Yeah. Um, then you got Bob Marley. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. You don't think he'd ever get let go of the dreadlock thing? Apparently not. And we've projected this into the future. He would not have removed the dreadlocks. Would not have. Okay. Uh, Karen, Karen Carpenter. Carpenter. Uh, no, there's yeah. no way. She looks no. like a, doesn't she look like a congresswoman from California She's, or something? Yes, she does. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. And then we have uh, Keith Moon, who would look thusly, perhaps. Mm -hmm. That yeah. would be great. You know, he'd be a lot grayer than that. I think so, too. Uh, unless he, you know, continually dyed his hair. But, yeah. And uh, Dennis Wilson. There you go. All right. So that's, uh, that's pretty good. It's interesting to see that. I, most of them look like you kind Dennis of... Dennis Wilson would have grown into Huey Lewis. I've seen... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and uh, before we go, let's bring this. This is uh, pretty interesting. How many times have you heard um, uh, a, a Democratic politician say, oh, you know what, these are 99 weeks of unemployment just isn't enough. These mm -hmm. guys don't have any time to do it. They're out there looking for work <laughs> as hard as they can, and they're not wasting that time. They are not wasting that time. They're working their butts off trying to get a new job. They're not like George Costanza faking phone numbers to Vandalay Industries. No, no. They are working as hard as they can to find a job at all times. Well, we now have a study on what people who are unemployed do with their time. Here it is. Uh, this is a, uh, you see the graphic, and basically what you're seeing is TV and movies uh, rise to about 50 to 60% of the day. Uh, when, I, I guess that's evening. Let's look at, what, uh, noon? Is that a fair time to look at it? 20% mm -hmm. of people at noon are watching TV and movies, okay, when they're unemployed. This, these are men. Uh, then other leisure brings up another, let's say, 10%. Um, then you've got uh, a couple categories they don't specifically. Uh, no, the green green is uh, green is shopping. No, green is the job search, isn't it? No, that's the job at the top. There's two greens on there. Uh, okay. So we're being a little confused here. So green is shopping, which gives you another I don't know five percent or so. Then what's the red above that? That's not labeled on ours. Housework is another ten uh, percent. So we're up to about fifty percent. No job searching yet at about fifty. Above that, that beige is caring for others. So, okay, maybe they have a family member. Certainly mm -hmm. that is uh, something that's important, but, again, not job. Then education, you got about 5%. So there's 10% in there that are, is pretty explainable. Above that is a pink color, which is a traveling. Again, would not be something really job search related. Then a uh, red above that, socializing, socializing. <laughs> above that is personal care. Okay. Uh, so all of those combined, 10% about, is about explainable in there. Um, but you're up to approximately 80, about 90% of the time, I just explained to you. So then job search makes up about 3 or 4% at the very, very top uh, of the chart. Now, that goes on. And you look at this, you know, there's obviously sleeping is the gray area sort of surrounding the main hump of this chart. But, I mean, largely what you're talking about here is nonsense. And with this, this chart looks the same way for college, time spent in college. Almost every one of these charts where the people are supposedly working their butt off winds up looking like this, uh, which is, yeah, is about 3 or 4% of the time they're searching for a job. 3 to 4%. That's phenomenal. And that's during that's you know, normal hours. As soon as it gets to 5 p.m., they Forget are not it. looking for yeah, a job I'm done. anymore. You can't Absolutely look for a job not. after 5. No. no that's well, you can't. A lot of businesses are closed. The female chart look about the same there? Uh, oh, that's a little bit different. Are doing. Uh, they're watching less movies. They're doing more housework. They're caring for others a little bit more. Uh, cool. Doing maybe a little bit more socializing. Uh, doing a little some more traveling. traveling. Uh, but uh, again, yeah, more certainly shopping. more shopping and a hell of a lot less looking for a job. I'll oh, that's that. almost no looking almost for a job. Almost no looking for a job at all. <laughs> that, is, that is unreal. Yeah. It's like 1%, maybe Maybe it gets to two. I don't know. Now, can you uh, can wow. you uh, the description of this uh, chart? I, I, I wow. haven't read the the sort of methodology. Is that are these people actively looking for jobs, or people who just don't have them? Do we know? They just don't have them. So I don't know. Like, is this is this a single? Is this like a stay-at-home mom, for example, where housework would be big and looking for a job would be very small? Um, I, I don't know on the female side of that. The male side of it is, is, is somewhat self-explanatory. Interesting. I, you know, I, mm. I would have thought, uh, I honestly would have thought the numbers would look a little bit better. But remember when we looked at the same chart for college, it's like 8% of the time you're at a class. 
4% of the time you're doing homework. Mm -hmm. All the rest of it. You're spending you know, $50,000 a year to send your kids to a place where 10% of the time they're actually doing work. Yeah, the rest of the time they're doing video games, watching TV. Yeah, parties, uh, you know, sports, watching TV, hooking mm -hmm. up with chicks, hooking up well, with... Well, and if you're a man, you're busy raping women in college. Sure, you got to spend a lot of time you're doing that. Doing a lot of raping. I mean, the raping stats are they're about it's Most that of it is made big. up of raping yeah. uh, in college. About 80% of as the as time. You found out from you're every media source in America. So, you must be. Yeah. Not in Rwandan, numbers. not in the Rwandan uh, genocide? genocide. Oh no, they barely did. But in college in America, about 80% of the time you're much, out raping. Much worse. So, it's bad. Uh, it's not good. Don't do that. More tomorrow. 888-727-BET is the phone number you mm -hmm. should use then to contact us. Talk to you.